This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. In these trying days, what are we to do with our anxieties and our fears? And what do we do if we feel dissatisfied, discouraged? Where do we turn? Here's Pastor Lee Lavig with today's message, My Soul Thirsts. Dear friends, I think that there is a longing within every human heart to know the living God, that our souls crave a relationship with God, to experience his power and his love and presence in our lives for our journey of faith on earth. And so I want to explore this theme with you today as we wrestle with truths from Psalm 42. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, open our hearts and minds to the truths of your word. Our souls thirst for you, like a deer pants for the water brooks. So, Lord, may you speak to our hearts, may you fill our spirits, may you quench our appetite for you, so that we are full of faith and full of joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture today is a portion of Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, and while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember, and I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go along with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with a voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. O my God! My soul is in despair within me, and deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and his song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forsaken me, and why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Dear friends, grace and peace to you in the name of God our Father 
and through the Lord Jesus Christ. I begin with this question. Does your soul thirst for God? As human beings, our souls are our unique capacity to, in spiritual essence, know the living God, the one who hung the stars and planets in place, orbiting over the sun. Are you thirsty to know the power of God, to know the love of God or the presence of his spirit with you? The psalmist writes, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul thirsts for you. Augustine once wrote, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in thee. The Jewish writer Eli Wiesel, in his well-known book, Night, describes his boyhood experiences during World War II as one of the countless victims in the Holocaust. Ripped from his home and separated from everyone in his family except his father, who would later die in the death camps, Wiesel suffered a dark night of the soul as few would experience. It challenged his views and beliefs about God. Wiesel's innocence and faith became sacrifices on the altar of man's evil and sin's darkness. It isn't always easy to feel connected to God, is it? Gerhard Frost, however, in his book, The Color of the Night, writes this. Suffering is not peripheral, but central to human existence. And to avoid situations of pain is to condemn oneself to the shallows of life. And God goes before us, still calling, follow me. So we understand the psalmist who compares our soul's thirst to be connected to the love of God with the deer that pants when it's chased by the hunters through the woods. A.W. Tozer in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, writes, We live in a world hot in pursuit of quenching its thirst with everything but God. That's because we seek satisfaction in the wrong ways and in the wrong things. We run too hard, chasing mirages that cannot satisfy. We get stuck in the mud, in ruts of destructive behaviors that imprison us. We live in a culture that glorifies booze and drugs and sex without consequence. We chase fame or power or wealth. We purchase all kinds of toys to distract us. We want prestige, but in the end, we're left empty. You ever heard you two sing the song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for? Bono, the lead singer of you two, says, it's a song about every heart's longing for God. The lyrics read, I've climbed mountains and run through fields, scaled city walls, and I'm still running because I still haven't found what I'm looking for. 
I've kissed honey lips and spoken with devils, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I believe in a kingdom come where colors bleed into one. You broke the bonds. You loosed the chains. You carried the cross of my shame. It's a haunting lyric. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. There's an ancient tale from the country of India about a young man who was seeking God. And he went to a wise old sage for help. How can I find God? he asked the old man. The old man took him to a nearby river. Out they waded into the deep water. Soon the water was up just under their chins. Suddenly, the old man seized the young man by the neck and pushed him under the water. He held the young man down until the young man was flailing the water in desperation. Another minute and the young man may have drowned. Up out of the water the two of them came and the young man was coughing water from his lungs and still gasping for air. And reaching the bank, he turned and looked at the old man and said indignantly, What did that have to do with my finding God? The old man asked him quietly, While you were under the water, what did you want more than anything else? The young man thought briefly and said, I wanted air. I wanted air more than anything else. And the old man replied, When you want God as much as you wanted air, you will find him. We need to thirst for God like a drowning man craves air. There are many biblical figures who thirsted for God. Do you remember when Moses from the mountaintop prayed, Lord, show me your glory? Do you remember when the prophet Elisha said to his mentor Elijah, just before the Lord took Elijah to heaven in a fiery chariot, give me a double portion of your spirit, which of course would be the Holy Spirit. Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord all through the night, and he repeatedly said, I'll not let you go. I pray you bless me. Do you hear the desperate passion to know God? And who can forget the New Testament story of Saul, the spiritual zealot, the terrorist, who supported the stoning of Stephen and harassed and imprisoned many of the followers of Jesus until he met Jesus himself on the road to Damascus and his life was totally changed because he met the living Christ. Here's what he wrote in Philippians 3. I've suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ that I might have the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. My soul thirsts for God. It's the only place I'll be truly satisfied. But the psalmist in Psalm 42 also writes about walking in the darkness or struggling with despair. You remember the song Simon and Garfunkel used to sing, 
Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. So the psalmist says, Soul, why are you cast down in despair? I used to lead the procession of praise with joy and thanksgiving into the house of the Lord, and now I drink my sorrow. I drink my tears. What kind of personal trauma or tragedy do you suppose that the writer experienced that turned his whole life upside down to push him into dark despair. One of the things might be fear. Fear can seize us by the throat and paralyze us, leaving us overwhelmed and powerless. We realize we're at the end of ourselves. I want to remind you of what David wrote in Psalm 27. He said, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defender of my life. Of what shall I be afraid? In spite of this, I will be confident. One thing I've asked the Lord, and that I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our fears can paralyze us. Our nation and our world right now is affected by an illness, the coronavirus, and it is an imposing threat which instills fear in the hearts of people. We don't want to contract the disease. We certainly do not wish to die. In correspondence to that illness that has a rampant fear, that paranoia is impacting the world's economy and the investment portfolios of many people are plunging as a result. What are we going to do with our anxiety and with our fear? What do we do when we feel dissatisfied or discouraged or disillusioned? Where do we turn? The psalmist says, hope in God. Another reason that we can be pushed to the point of despair is a sense of being betrayed. Somebody has lied to us. Somebody has violated our covenant with them. Somebody has violated our personal trust. Somebody has unfairly flipped on us and thrown us under the bus, so to speak. When we feel betrayed, we lose our capacity to trust and we can despair. The third source of walking in darkness, like Wiesel's Dark Night of the Soul, is pain. It might be physical or emotional or relational. But pain can throw us for a loop. The fourth reason that many times in our human experience we can be pushed into despair so dark that we can't just think happy thoughts and will ourselves out is the death of a dear one. When we lose a loved one, especially prematurely or tragically by accident, when we stand by the grave of someone that we have cherished, the grief is palpable. 
how are we going to get past it? The psalmist says, hope in God. The fifth and final reason I want to list today for why we might journey into despair, walking in darkness, is our own moral failure. If we fall in some terrible sin, the consequences of that choice to our relationship with God and with other people might be more than we can bear. And then you throw in the fact that the enemy, Satan, wants to taunt us in the darkness. Where is your God? How could God help you now? Satan, in the midst of our darkness, wants us to despair to the extent that we can no longer see the future and we lose hope and our faith dies. I take heart in the verse in 2 Timothy 2.13 where we read, If we are faithless, God remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. If you're in the darkness today, if you're struggling with despair, if you're depressed, I encourage you to cry out to God. Hope in God. Let the prayer of your heart confess your fears and your despair. We walk in darkness, but we do battle with prayer and the promises of God's word. Do you remember what Jeremiah the prophet wrote in Lamentations 3? This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness never ceases. God's compassion never fails. They are fresh and new every morning. The focus of our eyes has to be on God and not on the source of our fears or the source of our despair. Finally, in the midst of the darkness, I want to say to you boldly that the person of Jesus makes it all different. Jesus understands our human emotion and our human experiences. Jesus is the one who said, I am the light of the world. John chapter 1 says, the light shines into our darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. A quote we read says, Better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Jesus understands our human experiences. Hebrews 4 says, We don't have a high priest unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who's been tested in all things as we are, yet he was without sin. The second reason that Jesus makes our darkness different is that Jesus not only went to the cross to bear our sins, but to enter into our darkness so that we are never alone. No matter how dark the journey of your life becomes, Jesus whispers to you, I'm right here with you. I'm right here. In the Psalms it says, Even the darkness is not dark to thee, O Lord. The third reason Jesus makes it all different is that he has broken the power of sin and death and the devil. So we live our journey of faith from a position of victory. We don't live the journey in order to gain victory. That's already been won. And we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. The fourth reason Jesus makes it all different is 
is that he is the fountain of life. He is the living water springing up to give us new beginnings and the hope that tomorrow does not have to be a continuation of our past struggles. If we thirst in our souls for God, then Jesus is our living water. And finally, Jesus makes it all different because he is the source of joy. God penetrates our darkness to shine with his love so that we can walk as people of hope. May the Lord bless you in the light of his love as your soul thirsts for God. Let his light shine in your darkness and give you joy. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, you are the living water to quench our soul's thirst. You are the revelation of God to us, the light shining into our darkness so that we can know God in a personal way by faith. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our Savior and our Lord and our friend. Come to each heart today to give hope and life and light and peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Dear friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to open your heart and mind to the truths of his word and that you be filled with faith, joy, and hope. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. We are especially grateful for our Gift Every Month Gem Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet giving times. For your convenience, we're able to take ACH payments and credit card donations by phone, by mail, or on our secure website, christiancrusaders.org. Your support enables us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. Christian Crusaders is excited to announce the CC podcast that features a series of authentic, inspiring, and below-the-surface conversations with people who trust in God. We're confident you'll find these podcasts informative, inspirational, and a blessing to you and your family. So subscribe to the CC podcast on your tablet or smartphone today using Spotify, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Also discover our daily dose devotionals designed to offer encouragement and hope from the scriptures during these anxious pandemic times. Subscribe to the CC Podcast today using Spotify, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast on your personal device. We are pleased you chose to worship with us today and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and associate speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 84th year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.